You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Heath Caps. I am one half of this operation here at fake teams uh where this podcast will be the fantasy baseball arm at least if you are into the podcasting medium if not and you like to read you should definitely get all over the website as it is packed full of content and you know i'm gonna do we're gonna do it both ways so uh, myself and my friend Haji Blackburn, another another fake teams guy, are gonna bring you the fantasy baseball goodness. This is our plan. Haji and I are both dads, and uh, sometimes life can get in the way. But the plan is to record this thing late one night, later in the week, and have it drop on Saturday or Sunday, basically ahead of the next week. So we'll have one. We'll have one that's sort of a look ahead going into every week for all you crazy people that want to play in points leagues that, that lock on Monday. We'll be sensitive to that. I know Haji has some experience in that room. Uh, myself, I'm not interested in that. I'll be interested for, for dialogue sake. And I know there's a lot of crossover with players. So the information will be good, but just give me my head-to-head formats and and call it a day. So blame football for that one if you want to. So anyway, buzz ties you in tonight. I don't know what is up. Probably the dad life got in the way. But what I'm going to do is start rolling and hope that he buzzes in. And if not, then the inaugural pod is just going to be a solo pod. And that's just how it's going to go down. Because it's time for baseball, people. The last four-game slate of NFL was last weekend, so I'm officially done playing NFL DFS. So now it is time to look ahead to baseball. So here we go. Solo pod action. I expect to be fully eviscerated by all you people within the first five minutes. But it is what it is. So here we go. Um we were going to establish some fandoms first. I'm going to go ahead and do that since Haji's not here and let everybody know that he is a Milwaukee Brewers fan. Um, I believe that means he doesn't like I don't think he likes the Red Sox for some reason. I'm not really sure how you can't because they have my favorite player ever, Mitch Moreland, on their team. Uh, but anyway, he's a Brewers fan. Uh, I am an Atlanta Braves fan, born and raised. I was raised in the South, so anytime the fandom kind of trickles through, that's where we'll go. You know, if the Brewers are just god awful this year, I'll probably be a little nice to Haji and like, you know, hey, they don't suck, but they really do need to get better. Lewis Brinson is is pretty intriguing. Anyway, 
there you go, fandom. He's a Brewers fan. I'm a Braves fan. Um, like preferred formats when we were planning this pod in general. It sounds like he's a points guy where uh, extra base hits mean a little bit more. Box mean a little bit more. I'm I'm straight up daily. I like the I like their micromanaging. I like the like the head to head format. Again, you can you can blame football for that. So so hopefully we'll be able to establish some of those players that much in one format versus the other. I threw out a couple of names to him that I wanted him to check out and see if they would get a boost in in his format. So um, either this episode or next, we'll start rolling out some of those players in case you are a head-to-head guy like me to drag you into a weekly league. So anyway, so big topic. We were going to just jump right in like for 2018. And honestly, I am having a hard time at not taking a macro view of things, for lack of a better way to say it. I know that the last two years in the major leagues, there's been a there's been a power surge, and there's a lot of debate as to what the reasoning for that is. And honestly, it's probably more than one factor. But I know last year the ball was talked about quite a bit. The seams are lower on the ball, so without getting into any crazy scientific stuff that would be out of my realm of expertise anyway, if the seams are lower on the ball, that means there's less drag, which means the ball couldn't go farther. So um, I know I know that's part of part of the hypothesis. The other part would be, well, players are just bigger and stronger now. Um, you know, and then last year you had guys like Alonzo out in Oakland, who was a case study in the amount of fly balls he hit, um, and hitters, you hear more and more nowadays, hitters starting to pay attention and talk things like trajectory, launch angle and, and things like that. So I do think the power numbers, the last two years, Major League Baseball test for PEDs um, league-wide now, and they have ever since 2003. Um, the last two years are interesting to me. Like, how do we how do we account for that when, you know, testing 2003, I looked up ISO numbers um, basically from like the year 96 up until now just isolated power after 2003 when testing came, there was a little bit of a, the power kind of held on until 2006. And then after that, it, it dipped. I mean, you ISO numbers across the MLB every year were in like the high 140 range. And then last year we jumped or in 2016, excuse me, we jumped right back into and then last year we set a record uh, in the MLB for isolated power. That that mark was 171, and it's never been that high before. And 
Last year, there were more home runs hit in the majors than in any other year in history, even accounting for the steroid era. Um, so last year was the most powerful year in major league history. And I don't, I don't know if we're talking about that enough. I don't know if it's like early in the season and maybe people just aren't talking about it and then beginning to devise a strategy, like a draft strategy. But for me, it's difficult not to start to devalue the home run. And it, there are some outliers, obviously, like Giancarlo Stanton hit 59 home runs last year as a Marlin, and now he's going to be in Yankee Stadium. So when you take into account the power surge and then is the ball juiced with the lower seams and all that, and he's in a better hitting environment if Stanton stays healthy. Like if he hits 65 home runs, I am not going to be surprised. So he's a guy that I would ignore this trend and just draft him and not think about it because if he hits 70 home runs, I don't think that's going to be a major shock to me. And maybe that's a hot take. Maybe it's not, but I mean, he hit 59 last year in Marlins park. So you guys do the math. Now he's going to be in the Bronx. It's 70. I'm not surprised. So I'll, I'll probably go for some Stanton. But in general, the way I'm looking at it right now is in the first round, I'm going to most likely take a hitter because I just, I just can't not do that. For speed, I'm obviously trout if you catch the first pick, but Altuve and Betts and Goldschmidt, even Goldschmidt stole 18 bags last year. And then I think you still got to put Bryce Harper in that room just because we know he can still. So, excuse me. Those are those are my first round, first round looks. In the second round, I'm probably going to look at taking an elite starting pitcher because with this trend of more home runs being hit in the major leagues now, you also have this trend of strikeout rates that are going up. Literally every year since 2008, major league hitters have set a new record every year for the amount of strikeouts that have occurred. So they're, we're literally breaking records for strikeouts every year since 2008, all the way up until now. So there are more strikeouts to be had. However, because hitters are hitting so many home runs, ERAs are also inflated. So this idea of an elite starting pitcher, um, those guys are a little more scarce in my opinion. And I don't have a, I don't have a cutoff point for that list yet. That's going to be part of my, part of my homework for podcast number two. Um, but I, I do know that in the early rounds this year, which is contrary to how I have approached drafts in the past, I'm probably going to not shy away from an, an elite pitcher, and I'm not going to shy away from elite speed. Because that's another trend that's going on at the same time. So in on the one hand, we have home runs that are going up. On the other hand, you have stolen base numbers that are going down. 
So I have one commodity that I have more of all of a sudden, and then I have another one that I suddenly have less of. In my mind, D. Gordon is the man, and Billy Hamilton is the man. So barring injury, have a have a stolen base floor of 50. Um, and if I can if I can get I can probably get Hamilton in the in the late fifth or sixth round, just depending on the room. I'm gonna be all over it this year. And D, you're probably gonna have to pay a little more, probably third round, which is gonna it's gonna feel really icky to a lot of people. And right now, that's just how I'm looking at it. It's hard for me to ignore the fact that home runs are so much more plentiful. So if you're not going to join me in that kind of general strategy, then you must think that these home run numbers are going to go down. But then you're still left with this issue of what do you do with these dwindling stolen base numbers? So, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I mean, we've had three years in a row now where uh, base number for all the major leagues has been below below 2,600. It's been in the 2,500s three years in a row. Um, you compare that to, man, not even 10 years ago when the, that number was in the easy. So I got to have a nifty chart that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click on if my computer will wake up. So, yeah, the last three years we've not gone over 2,600. I'm just going to go back from 2014 to 13, 12, 10. So in 14, we were over 2,700 and then 2,600 and 13. In 2012, there were 3,229 stolen bases. And in 2011, there were 79. So, and then in the years before that, in 2009 and 2010, both of those years, we were in the high 2900s, almost approaching 3000. So compare that to the last three years in the majors where 2505, 2537, and 2527. So, I mean, the stolen base numbers in general for all of the league are going down. Um, and then you also have two are stealing like. A solid amount. I used an arbitrary number today. I looked up all the way back to the year 2000. Uh, the threshold I used was 25 stolen bases, so 25 or more. And last year there were 14 players that stole 25 or more bags. In 2016 there were 18, and in 2015 there were 15. Um, if you go back to those like high water years where where there were 3,000 some stolen bases. In 2011, there were 27 guys who stole 25 or more bags. And in 2012, there were 30 who accomplished that. So again, compare that to last year where there are only 14 people who accomplished that. And uh, it all just sort of points to, to me that uh, I can't ignore elite speed this year like I have in the past because in the past I've, I've just had this idea that, and it's been, it's been talked about and written about 
for forever that you can find speed anywhere. And I just, I don't think that's true anymore. At least not again. Um, just in general, I just, I don't think it's true. Uh, my friend Brian at, at fake teams put up a, put up a post not too long ago about speed in general. And he, he used last year's data. I think he used fantasy pros, ADP data and looked at players that were drafted versus players that went undrafted and where you could find power versus where you could find speed. And it was very illuminating that there were plenty of people that you could have plucked off of waivers last year to get you 25 or 30 home runs, but there were not a lot of people that could bring you some speed. So um, again, just in general, that's just where I'm at. I feel like I'm going to repeat myself, but I don't want to beat a dead horse. So, so next time for me, my plan is to have a cutoff point for my, my elite starting pitchers, at least for right now. Like basically who would I consider taking inside the top four rounds of my draft? And the, the two main speed threats are easy to identify in D Gordon and Billy Hamilton. But I'm also going to work on my my guys that I'm going to target that, that and that'll be that'll be part of part of the next round whenever whenever we come back. And hopefully Haji will be back for that as well. So I had I had a few other things on the docket, but I think what I'm going to do is save that for the next time when I can buzz Haji in here that way. There's a little more banter and some back and forth. And I think that'll be more interesting for you guys. It'll probably be more interesting for me. And fun fact, I'm actually sitting in my basement right now that is not heated. I don't know if any, any of you people have the same deal, but we don't have heat downstairs. So since it's like outside, I'm currently like not feeling my feet. So it's fine with me if I pause this thing and just plan on coming back with Haji pretty soon. Again, we're going to aim for the weekends. So I appreciate all 15 or 20 people that sat and listened to me ramble. And I encourage you to come back when I have a partner in crime and somebody to argue with. So hope everybody's doing well and staying warm. And uh, we'll be back soon. Peace. Mitch Moreland forever.